Okay, so welcome back to another episode of Kirk Roland SEO Show. This is the show for SEO, e-commerce, and digital marketing. Kirk Roland SEO Show was launched to deliver high-quality insights, best advice, and tips from the top SEO expert to the community. In today's episode, we have Darrell Roser. Darrell has been a website uh, since he was six, uh, 13 years old, but it wasn't until he was 16 that he turned those sites into a business via affiliate marketing. And this guy made 22,000 US dollars in one day when he was only 17 years old. And he was featured on the Ashraf's blog, Search Engine Journal, and Xiangmei SEO Conference, Vietnam SEO Summit, and other SEO sites. He teaches advanced SEO strategies to other SEO agencies and consultants, and he's the founder of one of the largest SEO Facebook group in the industry and the legendary Lion's Air podcast. So, bro, Darrell, thank you so much for having this time for this interview. I appreciate it. All the viewers appreciate it. It is a pleasure and an honor to be speaking with you right now. So, without further ado, uh, for anyone who doesn't know you already, can you tell us a uh, brief about who you are and what you do? Sure, man. Um, so firstly, thank you. Uh, that's a really awesome introduction. And I think you um, kind of covered pretty much everything. Let me get my hands a little back. All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, you basically covered everything. Um, I, I started online, like digital marketing type stuff when I was... Um, 13 years old originally just building like little forums and stuff for fun of it got into affiliate marketing and um, very spammy type stuff and not stuff i really recommend or condone anymore but that's what i started when i was like 16 17 years old made a lot of money lost all that money yeah, long story short and eventually stumbled my way into seo and that's what i've been doing now for the past seven years now so seo was originally local clients and what built up a local consultant business more so than an agency and in that time I've also done affiliate SEO um, working on my first e-com store but that's early days work with other types of clients e-com um, national type sites b2b um, all sorts of stuff like that um, sold training courses we have link services these days so a little bit of everything just within the SEO space these days wow so I want to ask you this how you generated twenty-two thousand US dollar in one day when you are seventeen years old? It's very spammy. So I, I wouldn't exactly do. My my advice these days is different. I'll explain exactly what I did. But my advice these days is not to do what I did, which was chasing after very short-term cash, where I'd make twenty-two grand a day, and the next day, in that case, it was like seventeen. But in other cases, we'd make ten grand in a day, and the next the next day make. 100 or not barely anything it was just very up and down and what it was was uh the 22 grand was a a a viral site basically you go on the site and it says share this link with your friends to unlock whatever and uh, we're doing microsoft points and it was all this incentivized cpa affiliate stuff uh but basically the site went viral it got three million visitors something in, in less than a month it made Wow. 22 grand in a day, 92 grand in a week, and, and so on. But then it died out. So a few months later, it was down to 
a couple hundred dollars a month. So it's just very, very short time. We had other stuff like Facebook apps and stuff. Again, spammy. It'd make 10 grand a day. Facebook would shut down the app and the next day would make nothing. So. Wow. Wow. I'm blowing away, mate. And at that age, I only played online games and was not thinking about my future. <laughs> so guys, if you have- To be fair, I was making money, but short term, because I wasn't thinking about the future. That's the point. <laughs> Yeah, it's still a big money, right? So guys, yeah. if you have any questions, uh, drop in the comment section as I'm reading everything and I know you have a lot of questions to Daryl. Uh, Daryl, what are the benefits or importance of applying SEO in online store and why not depending on ads? Well, I mean, you could in terms of click and that's the same sort of idea, but you have to constantly pay for every single click. Um, but if we're talking versus Facebook ads or anything like that, then it's it's search is bomber funnel. It's someone searching to buy a product and you're putting your your category page or possibly product page, but usually category page right in front of them. So if someone's searching to buy, I don't know, an, an office chair and then you're coming up to sell office chairs, I mean the traffic's gonna convert way better than any Facebook ad or anything like that. And again, you can do AdWords or something like that, or Google search ads, but it's it's not that cheap, <laughs> and you pay for every single click. Whereas you invest in, in SEO, you're going to rank for multiple categories across your page, across your site, and it's just really good traffic that converts ultimately because buyer intent, you know. Yeah, correct. So you're right with that, and this is also the reason why I'm encouraging all e-commerce sites owners not only depending on ads. Because yeah. uh, what will happen if we stop paying for ads, right? We cannot see, uh, we cannot also see any results on, I also believe that organic is the future. I would say though, I, like I'm an SEO guy. I'd recommend doing both. Like why not do organic and yes. run ads? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how about both, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the, the best approach. You do everything. Presuming it works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, when handling e-commerce websites, what is your biggest problem you encountered and how do you resolve it, by the way? It depends on the specific client and what we're looking at, but most of the time what we're, we're going to identify first is going to be the, the biggest issues initially especially when we're not working with brand new sites is going to be technical issues. So uh, the first thing we do when we land a client is run a full technical audit. I'm um, go through or export everything out of Google search console, Google analytics and things like that. And then run through every single issue. Cause you often find when, I mean, even on the smaller side for e-commerce, which is going to be a thousand pages of that, there's going to be technical issues. So maybe there is uh, we had a client recently and almost every single uh, category page and product page was canonicalized. Uh, if you don't know what canonical tag is, it basically tells them where the original version of those pages in a simple way put in it. And every single one of them had the canonical tag set as the homepage. Yeah. So thankfully it was being ignored by Google anyway, but that's a major technical issue. So we're just yeah. trying to find any sort of technical issues like that. Sometimes there's big ones, sometimes there's little ones, but it's usually a bunch of broken links and broken canonical tags and missing pages and then on page level missing title tags and duplicate title tags and all sorts of stuff that we usually start off with first. All right. So since we are uh, talking about technical SEO, uh, for you, what are the most important aspects 
of uh, technical SEO? It's it depends. Um, so obviously, there's gonna be there's gonna be important things like your economical. I just mentioned like um, if pages are not correctly indexed or no index or like robots blocking anything, anything like that. Obviously, that that's your priority. The other thing is, it kind of depends. Um, so the way we like to approach it is obviously we start with those key issues like that because that's gonna cause major issues. Um, but beyond that, the way the approach we take is. When we go through the audit, we prioritize in terms of the impressions from Google Search Console that a page gets. So not necessarily the clicks and the traffic, because hey, that might actually be the issue. And maybe the issue may be that they're, they're ranking okay, they're ranking on the first page, but their their title tag or their meta description is like either non-existent or not optimized for clicks. So if we prioritize based on impressions, then we say, okay, these ones are getting a lot of impressions. And then we can also figure out if it's if it's an issue of CTR, then we can optimize for that as well. But we're prioritizing more based on the specific pages that can make the biggest impact beyond the major issues where other site-wide issues with crawling or site-wide issues with canonical tags or even important that's gonna have a major impact. Yeah, so I agree with that. And and for that, so what is your SEO strategy for for a new e-commerce website? For a new site, um, for a new site. Um, firstly, the, the biggest thing which I see a lot of stores messing up, even established sites, is do the keyword research and plan out which categories we're going to create. Yeah. I, I think category SEO, getting optimizing categories is huge for e-commerce, and a lot of people will create categories based purely on user experience, which of course is good. But you have to think about all the different variations. I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head. Um, for example, if you're selling uh, gaming stuff, then you could have a, a category for games. But I mean, some people may search to buy games, but people might search to buy Nintendo Switch games or uh, PS4 games, stuff. And so, so you, you want to have categories for every single category, uh, product type variant that people are searching, and that allows you to then rank for them. So. One of the first things we're going to do, because a new site, is, there's not going to be technical issues because you're creating the site. Um, create it, do the keyword research, and focus on bottom of funnel, so product-related category pages, and then create enough categories to be able to rank for all these things. Yeah, so yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that, Amit. Uh, you should start, uh, guys, you should start begin with research. Always every SEO strategy should start an e-commerce research. And uh, secondly, you need to find out sure, um, what a competitor so I started does. with local, right? So I said, I used to do a lot of local SEO. With local SEO, there's no real technical SEO. Like, not really. Like, sure, there may be a couple pages that were deleted, and maybe someone changed the URL structure at some point. But, I mean, it's going to be, like, 20 pages on the site. Whereas a small e-commerce site has 1,000 pages. A decent-sized e-commerce site has 10,000 pages. It's drastically different when it comes to technical SEO that, that's like what we're mostly focused on these days is technical SEO when it comes to these sites is massive so you don't really have to do it for local SEO you can kind of skip over it with e-commerce every single client starts with an audit but the first thing we want to do is, is do a full audit of the site and plan out exactly what we need to fix in terms of technical on-page with local clients I mean you're ranking a homepage you usually just rank in the homepage for like service name location so there's not like a thousand pages. You're not trying to rank 300 pages. You're just trying to rank one single page. That's really easy. Same with 
B2B, anything like that. You, you're still maybe ranking a few service pages, but it's not that much. So you can skip technical SEO. Your on-page SEO is easier because it's pages. And it's just links. And, I mean, you still, for e-commerce, you do links, but um, yeah, it's very, very, very different when it comes to the on-page level activities you're doing. All right. Yeah, so, uh, sounds great strategy. And for that, uh, what is the most common problem you see in e-commerce sites right now, Darren? It's probably the category friend I mentioned before, where, where you start off with creating all those categories. It depends on the level. Okay, so I'm talking sites that are making a few hundred grand a year, maybe something like that sort of level, but they don't have, a, a lot of them I'm looking at don't have category pages oh they do have category pages let's say they don't have enough categories <laughs> to really expand the keywords so um yeah i gave the example for it uh, but for example uh, they'll have like a category they sell chairs and they just have chairs and they don't have office chairs and even within office chairs i'm sure there's i don't know i'm not a chair expert like ergonomic chairs something like that uh, there's like specific categories within that or like um you've got like a gaming chair that like you can also create a category for the brand name that sells the, the gaming chairs that allows you to then rank or people searching for the brand name so there's like tons of categories expansions you can do there to really expand the keywords that most people aren't doing um, so that's like the first thing we're auditing um because we're doing like outreach and landing clients we're doing a lot of auditing for e-commerce um sites and almost every single site we can just look through it do a little bit of keyword research and say hey you don't have all these categories you're missing like all these categories beyond that it's technical issues everybody has technical issues but it's a little bit more difficult to identify technical issues within five minutes i, I can look at the categories and immediately say okay there's barely any categories here they don't have category pages if i want to identify technical issues i can't do that within just five minutes of work but that's the, the first thing again we always start with technical because that's going to be most of the issues then it's going to be um categories because not usually enough categories and then obviously you still have the links issue a lot of people aren't doing enough links so they have category pages and stuff whether they optimize them enough is debatable that's another thing um that's that category page is huge i really don't know how people miss that out all right. Uh, how important is on-page optimization for an online store? It's same as any other thing. The difficulty is there's a lot of pages. So, I mean, okay. on-page is on-page. You can use a tool if you want, like Surfer or whatever, and it's going to tell you how to optimize on a page level. But the difficulty is when, again, we, we're working on a small site. There's 20 pages, so you just got to optimize every page. It doesn't really matter. When you're working on an e-com site and there's a thousand pages, well, now you've got to prioritize. And that's, again, we're, we're looking through our audit, how we start off with, and you, you have them sorted by impressions again. So we're prioritizing based on which pages get the most impressions and search. And then we're trying to find like the, the low hanging fruit there, basically. So if there's a page that has a ton of impressions, so we can identify, okay, these pages have 80% of the impressions and it's it's like the 80 20 fit it's like 20 percent of pages have 80 percent of impressions and then well firstly that that's that allows it to, to prioritize that 20 percent, which is way less work that's 200 pages versus a thousand pages and then within that you just go through and do your standard on page stuff so we start with the bigger issues so if there is um 
two H1 tags, then you want to go and change one of them to a H2 and maybe you want to rewrite the H1 slightly. If there's a missed in meta description, then you go in there and, and fill in a meta description and you can probably make that a little bit easier by having like a template across every product in the category or categories or anything like that. And then if you want to afterwards, which you probably should, dive a little bit deeper into a page of analysis and something like Surfer makes that way easier. Yeah, yeah, I believe that uh, Surfer SEO is great for that one. So is link building for e-commerce uh, needed? Yeah, a link builds for, for any site when a rank is needed. <laughs> yeah, actually I ask that because a lot of uh, e-commerce owners here in the, uh, in the Philippines who are doing print-on-demand or in Amazon or in Shopify, they didn't include uh, link building. So I just want to ask, what is your link building tactics for e-commerce store, if possible to share? <laughs> I'm, I'm more in, when I acquire links, I'm kind of in the, the more gray hat area. So I oh. like, I don't use PBN so much these days, but what I, what I will do, like if we're doing outreach, you can just reach out to sites and offer to basically buy a guest post or something on their site or give them money to get a guest post on their site or, or get a, a link instead in one of their articles, something like that, which is a little bit more, it, it's it's outreach links that nobody can tell you paid for it, but it's it's, it's definitely not white hat when you're, you're paying the site owner some money to, to get the link in. Um, but it's basically what it is. Um, if I didn't have a link service, because that's what we do, and we basically do that at scale, outreach and identify sites that will allow us to guest post on them or insert links into our content. If I didn't have a link service, I would probably just go buy them. <laughs> yeah. Other yeah. services that, that my service, but there's plenty of other services that would do that. You just go pay them $180 or whatever and get a guest post. And that's way easier than doing outreach. But it, it depends on your priorities. Um, again, we're focused on e-commerce. Our priority is on page and nickel. And then links is just kind of, okay, let's put $500 a month and links into this or a thousand a month, whatever the, the client size is. All right. So since you mentioned guest posting, uh, how you normally do that now? I ask this because you have link insertion services, right? And yep. do you have a database or something? Yeah, basically these days, yeah. Um, so you, it's a mix of two things. So one, it's a ton of outreach all the time. So you're doing a ton of outreach every single day, identifying new sites and everything like that. But then once you've already worked with a site and have accepted um, guest posts before or inserted links or anything like that, then of course you can go back to that same site again and then ask them, basically if you're paying them, because that's pretty much how it's going to work, you're paying them to um, allow you to post that guest post or allow you to insert a link into a piece of content. So if they're happy accepting some money to do that one time, they're going to be happy accepting money to do that again. So you have that mixture of new outreach constantly, which is done based on um, keywords, but also clients that order from us. But then the second thing is the existing sites you've already accepted guest posts and everything before, then you go back to them again. And that allows us to kind of speed that up a little bit. Uh, so you're not constantly doing outreach every time someone orders. All right. So yeah, guys, if you have more questions, just drop it here. So I'm reading question here for, uh, in Facebook group. So actually one, uh, one of the question here, how do you do keyword research for e-commerce websites? We pretty much do keyword research the same way always, which is look at the competitors, 
uh, download a list of, of their keywords, map it to the relevant page. So what I mean is, obviously, if you look at one single competitor, you can see exactly what page they're ranking with that. Uh, we want to map that to the page that we'd rank it for on our site, which is for e-commerce, again, presume it's an established site, you don't want to start off with creating new content. You want the easiest possible win. So the easiest possible win is what can I do with the existing pages I already have? Okay. So you'd start initially by basically downloading a list of competitors' keywords, mapping it to the pages you already have, and seeing are there any that we're not currently ranking for or optimized for. So that's like the, that's the low-handed fruit opportunities on pages you already have. Then you can look at, okay, what keywords, again, mapping it to a page that you'd rank it with or a category you'd rank it with. It's usually going to be categories for e-commerce. What are the pages we can create to target these keywords? All right. So that's all bottom of funnel stuff where you're targeting keywords on categories because that's mostly what's going to be. You're not really going to do anything much on products unless you're just targeting the product name and maybe buy product name. What you do later on, which is much further down the road, is if you want to get into content marketing or anything like that, and then obviously you can do the same process again, but for, for blog content, not buyer intent keywords and category pages. Yeah, correct. So I also do use a buyer intent keyword, and I also use modifier that usually indicates what type of search, is, yeah. uh, search intent you are using. Right? So that is very important here in e-commerce. So to all of you guys who are watching here, so we can just follow what Daryl are saying right now. So, okay, I am going to read another question here in my Facebook Yeah, because I mean, usually, oftentimes you'll find like buy product name is way, or buy category name is way less competitive and still has like thousands of searches a month. So yeah, it's just like I, an I, easy I, way, just throw the word buy in there or buy online and you're just hitting a bunch of extra keywords with yeah. very, very high buyer intent and less competition. Yeah, I agree with that one as well, Daryl. So guys, I see your questions in my Facebook page, in my Facebook group, but guys, I can just transfer here in uh, YouTube so so I can read all your questions without looking into my group. Uh, one of the questions here said, uh, is blogging for an e-commerce site works? Blogging? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so again, I, I would prioritize bottom of funnel, which is your product pages, your category pages, as mentioned before. So start with your technical SEO stuff. Do your on-page SEO. Okay, go on in, go on in. <laughs> <laughs> what a cute dog. <laughs> um, and then build links to the category pages, ideally, but you can also do blog content with internal links. But prioritize bottom of funnel first, then your blog is what you'd call top of funnel or middle of funnel. And that absolutely works. And you can rank for informational content around those products, uh, use cases of those products, things like that. And then it's not going to convert that well, but um, it will convert some of it. And you can link to your products. And if I mention your products are within that, you can build an email list within that. And it drives traffic to your site, which is, uh, helps with ranking anyway. <laughs> so, no, I yeah. definitely do that. I just wouldn't prioritize it. So um, it's very, very important. But get your bottom of funnel sorted first. Optimize for your category pages, your product pages once that's done. Or at the same time, you have enough budget then you can do the, the blog content. And yeah, absolutely. I highly recommend doing it. It's just, I, I see people that completely neglect the category pages that the actual store itself and just start working on, on blog content. And then you do it without any keyword research. If you're creating blog content, do the keyword research and create it around things people are actually searching for within your niche. 
then it's a strategy and it's not just, okay, if I just create a blog post that's 500 words every week, then I'm doing SEO and it's just random. It's not going to help you out. So do it with a strategy in mind and for sure. All right. So yeah, uh, guys, I have to say this because uh, a lot of my students, whether in e-commerce and not e-commerce uh, website, they are not doing a, a blog posting. And guys, blogging serves to be a valuable asset for your online businesses, including in e-commerce stores. And there's a lot of reasons as to why e-commerce websites have a blog in it, right? And it's also another great way for brand awareness. And um, Daryl, I have yeah. a I have an out-topic question. So what's your best SEO accomplishments? Maybe it's about the fastest keyword you ran or the hardest keyword you ran. Can you repeat it? It just completely lagged right as you like started talking. <laughs> okay, so uh, I have an out-topic question. Uh, okay. What's your best SEO accomplishments? Maybe it's about the fastest keywords you rank or the hardest keyword you rank. I mean, the biggest to me that I remember the most isn't necessarily a competitive thing. Obviously, I've ranked for one-word keywords and stuff like that. I've ranked for keywords with pretty high search volumes, which is, it feels awesome. But the, the best feeling, weirdly, isn't the, the biggest thing. It, it, it was the, it's the first ever client I got, the first ever time doing SEO when I, I ranked my client number one in basically a month. And granted, wow. that was... <laughs> wow. seven years ago so seo was a lot easier and you just point, pointed a few links and they just jumped up but that was that was like the, the thing i remember because that was like oh shit i can do this and i can make money from this because of course people are going to pay me for this so that was that's like the most memorable just because it is validation that this thing works and this is a business model which is why i stuck with seo originally i just took on the client because i needed money and they were offering me money but after <laughs> i did that i was like hold on a second, I can actually do this thing and businesses will pay for it. And I did that in a month. Like, like it, was, it just it validated the whole business and validated my own opinion and my ability, sorry. Yeah, yeah wow. So in your last uh, YouTube video, you said you are starting your new e-commerce SEO agency. So yes. can you please tell us more about it? Sure. Um, so obviously I've... I've had agencies in the past and I've made plenty of money from consulting, which is kind of what I've been doing mostly the last couple of years or so um, that works well and it's lifestyle friendly. Um, so I can just enjoy my life in Vietnam and not have to do much. I just wanted something a little bit more challenging to do and an agency, starting another agency again, just seemed like a fun way of doing that. And I quite like the technical side of things, which we were talking about before, technical SEO, I think that. So yeah, we about give or take a month ago, um, I decided I partnered up with a student of mine that's been through my course, stuff like that. He didn't learn everything from me, but he learned some stuff from me. Um, Ilya, he's an Italian guy, and we partnered up and we started an agency. We, I say started in a loose sense of the word. We started the agency. We started talking about what we're going to do. We started doing outreach to get clients about a month ago. We, we didn't have a name for the agency or anything like that. Because we're just like, let's just send some emails out and just see what the kind of response rate is and just play around with things to see if we can get a system working for landing clients. Okay. It worked a little bit better than we expected because we landed that first client a couple of weeks ago or something like that. I don't know. Um, just from like COVID outreach emails. Um, so we sent 
150 emails. It was two campaigns we set up, two batches. One was like 73, the other one was like 76 people, something like that. That brought wow. in the first client, an e-com store in the UK. And then they, they wanted to hire us basically. And it's like, okay, shit, now we need to, what exactly are our deliverables going to be? What exactly are we going to do for these guys? How exactly are you going to like track everyone, report it to them? I, I mean, obviously I've done it in the past, so it's not like it's brand new to me, but we just had had to decide how exactly we we're going to do it all and, and create all the proposals and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it worked out. We've got a client. We're working on it and it's going to be fun. And basically I decided if I'm going to do this anyway, if I'm already working on it in another agency anyway, why not just show people how we do it? Because I've been teaching how to get clients in effort for yeah. four years, maybe five years. I don't know. I, and that's fun, but what if I just show people, hey, here's exactly what I'm doing. Like I, I could literally just open up a live stream and just show, okay, here's me sending out video audits. Here's exactly how we do it. It's, it's not that complicated. Um, yeah. If anything, it's probably going to scare people away because when they see how much work it is, they, they probably won't want to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just think it'd be fun to kind of open it up and a, a little bit terrifying because it's kind of public at that point. So everyone's kind of seeing what exactly you're doing. It's, it's not fast. I don't expect it to be fast. We're landing one or two clients a month at the size we're going for. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, All right. But wow. we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So keep us updated with your game plan and how it goes. And thank you for sharing uh, us these tricks, uh, Darrell. So I'm reading some question here. Sure. Uh, Clara said, can you share how to increase ranking for keywords? We cut off again. Can you say it again? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So one of the I think it's my here, internet. I don't know what's up with this. <laughs> yeah, one of the questions here by Clara. So can you share us how to increase ranking for keywords? Uh, no, not really. Because it, it, the question is vague. It, it depends on a lot of things. Um, for example, if, if you're on the first page already, then it's going to be quite easy. It's going to be, okay, just do some check your on-page firstly, and then possibly look into links if you need any, but I'd start with on-page always if you're already on like the first page or something, it's quite easy. Here's what I'm doing. If you're talking e-commerce SEO, I'm not necessarily always focused on a single page or a single keyword. I'm more looking across the site and looking for, again, looking at those impressions and seeing if there are any sort of easy win opportunities. So it might not be the, the exact page you want to rank, but you might look at one of the pages and say, okay, this page, doesn't have a, a title tag is not optimized whatsoever and they're already got this many impressions so we can probably rank better and bring in way more traffic just by going there and doing this or so because so, on e-commerce it's not necessarily one big keyword it's, it's a little bit more about starting with an order and just identifying the kind of easy wins and everything like that if you're just doing like local seo or something like that then obviously it's just one big keyword you're, you're focused on in that case just check your own page and then do do a, a use surfer. That's going to tell you exactly how to do that. You can't really mess that up. And then do a link audit and a link gap analysis and basically look at how many links your competitors have. You can narrow that down to say DR30 plus that I do follow. And that's going to give you a rough idea how many you have versus them. And you can even get more specific than that. You can look at how many they have that I say DR30 to 40, DR40 to 50, things like that. And it gives you a really good sort of breakdown of exactly how many links they have versus you. You know exactly what you're going up against. All right. 
Yeah, so in addition, uh, Clara, before you begin uh, on any SEO work, either it's on-site or off-site, you need to start with research. Yeah, either it's a keyword research as well as competitor research as well. So yeah, that's it. All right. Yeah, since uh, we're talking uh, about site speed, so how does uh, page speed affects online store? I don't think it's that big a deal. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I have to clarify if your if your site speed sucks and your site is really really slow and yeah. inconsistent stuff then obviously it's going to have an impact um I, i'm more i i'm more concerned about site speed from a usability perspective than than search perspective i don't think trimming a, a few milliseconds is going to make that much of a difference um but obviously you should try and reduce it because it's better for conversion and, and searchers probably like it more but i don't think it's that big of a deal unless it just outright sucks to be honest <laughs> all right all right okay so next question uh for from jason so what is the best e-commerce platform and why depends on, on what exactly you're trying to achieve and your technical ability and your team if like that i mean shopify makes it easy and yeah. we're, we're targeting shopify clients because again it's just easy and it's the same thing over and over again um you get more complicated platforms but i probably wouldn't start with them because so, so if you're starting out and which i presume the person is if they're asking that question you want like shopify or possibly woocommerce is easy as well and maybe some others but shopify probably i use woocommerce for my own site that we're working on just because certain functions we wanted was easier to work on that was with shopify but probably to shopify is, is the answer it's easier if you're starting out and clients with yeah. shopify are easy for us as well yeah, I agree with you uh, with that one as well. So there's a lot of platform to use, but I highly suggest if you're starting out, guys, so you can just use Shopify. Yeah. Everything is in there already. So Robert- solve uh, a lot of technical issues for you as well, um, like canonicalizing all the filters and tags, uh, filter pages and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So Robert has a question here. So if you were start today, how to start an SEO specialist? similar to what i'm doing now with the agency but not the same because if i was starting out obviously i i couldn't really go out there and get e-com clients because it's a little bit complicated so if i started as an seo specialist today i would probably start the same sort of way i did go after local clients or if not local clients at least like i don't know national b2b or something like that even that's a little bit complicated local is easy to start with but basically definitely no no massive sites um e-com again a small level is a thousand page site there's a small site for e-com you're not going to do that as a beginner so go for like local or something like that get the clients get paid up front because a local client can easily pay a thousand they can pay up to two two and a half maybe more but not so much rare cases um so start with that and if you're smart you can you can do something that scales more so you can do um local clients like multi-location works very very well so uh, you can have a single client that's only paying you two grand a month, but per location, they have three locations, that's a six grand a month client. So something like that, or if you, if you get in with like a franchise, something like that, uh, one of the first things I did is work not with a franchise, but with a member of a franchise or a franchisee. 
And that basically gave me an in to email every other member of that franchise and sell them. My, I didn't obviously land all of them, but I landed some of them, um, just email them and say, hey, I'm doing it for, for this member of the franchise, franchisee. Um, we can do the same thing for you guys. Here's exactly how much it costs. Here's exactly what we'll do because it's the same thing. So yeah. anything like that is going to allow you to scale kind of quicker. But basically just have a little patience. It takes a while to figure it all out anyway and go target some kind of easier clients to get results for. Build it as a consultant versus an agency. So I'm building an agency for this new thing because I'm okay with less margins and I think it's kind of fun to build a team and I don't want to deal with clients or any shit like that, okay. which I'm okay with temporarily, but that's what I'm doing. But if you're starting out, build as a consultant. So what the difference is, a consultant, you have max between eight to 15 clients. And the goal is to increase the amount you're charging your clients, not necessarily increase the number of clients you have. So you kind of limit it at, as soon as you get like eight clients, just increase your rate. And then if you're charging $1,000 a month, increase it to like 1500 or 1200 something like that. And the goal is to have, say, 15 clients that are paying two and a half, three grand, four grand, five grand, and slowly increasing that per month. So you have like a super lifestyle-friendly business, and you don't have to have a big team or anything like that. For most people, that is a more ideal business than having to hire an account manager, having to hire SEOs, and building a full agency and people you have to manage and deal with. Most people prefer, just give me 10 clients and make 250 grand a year and just have the most lifestyle-friendly ever business. So that's kind of how I started, but it, it can get a little bit boring if you if you're not, or it can just get a little bit boring if you my sort of personality anyway. All right, <laughs> yeah. So take note with that one, Robert. Uh, Daryl, uh, what is your advice for people who want to start an e-commerce business and apply SEO? The problem is, I'm an SEO, so I really shouldn't start with, the problem is when I'm trying to pitch SEO, uh, but if you're starting out, the problem with SEO is it's going to take a while, right? So right. I, I have a store that I've been running, I'm investing in for a, a few months now, and just getting a little bit of traffic, but it's, it's nothing major because it's just investing every single month. So um, it takes a while for all that to kick in. You got to do all the, the research and everything like that, the keyword research and everything like that. You got to do your, your link auditing effort, and then you got to build links and create content and everything, and just wait kind of for a while for it to kick all in. They can take ages. <laughs> so, if you're gonna do SEO, I I hope one you have something else that's gonna make money in the meantime because it's not. And two, you have the money to you pay for that, not getting further and further and further into debt every month and hoping that in, in six months' time, the rankings are going to kick off and it's going to start making some money because it's not a, a fun situation to be in. Um, but if you're already selling on Amazon or something and aspirin in revenue, you've already got a brand that's making money, then of course you should start investing into SEO. And even if it takes a little while, that's an investment, it's, it's a, a no brainer. But it, it's just more so if someone's just starting out and they're they're on a low budget and then their goal is to make it work with seo the, the harsh reality is it, it may take six to eight months maybe a year before you start making your roi back your money back on that seo investment which may not be within their budget and expectations yeah <laughs> yes so yeah before we end Daryl, uh, what is the best way to reach you out to you or how can our viewers connect with you? 
Sure. Um, my blog is at lionzeal.com and just connect, I add me on Facebook. Cause I'm favorite on Facebook. Um, I'm on LinkedIn now, but I, I, I just looking at it. I never really decided how much attention I'm going to put into it, but I, it seems like it's getting quite interesting over there. So I don't know, but yeah, just, uh, Daryl Rosser on Facebook or LinkedIn and, uh, lines.com is my blog. I don't have an agency website yet because we don't have a name for it yet. So we're, we're getting there. Um, more important, land clients first and then deal with the logistics and everything afterwards. Once you get a page, you can deal with all the hassle and the name and the stuff. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Daryl, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And, of course, for sharing us your time with us and a lot of information and a lot of things to learn. We really love it, uh, Daryl. So, guys, I hope you had a great time with Daryl. That was a great and very informative interview, right? So... I'm hoping you'd enjoy it, and I highly recommend you follow Daryl's website at lionzill.com or search Daryl Roser on YouTube or in LinkedIn, Daryl Roser. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more interviews. Daryl, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for having me. It was awesome.